On today's episode of Most Valuable Take, I'll be getting into everything football, talk some uh, NFL rumors, we'll look at last week's NFL playoff games, also look ahead towards tonight's game of uh, Bama versus Clemson and the national championship. Alright, let's jump into it. So, this playoff uh, weekend was a bit interesting. Uh, we had the Colts kind of dominate the uh, the Texans. We had a good game, um, Seahawks beating the Cowboys by two. Um, a decent game, um, Chargers versus Ravens, although the Chargers pretty much uh, dominated for most of the game. And then a very interesting but somewhat boring game, um, Eagles beating the Bears by one. So the, t- the Colts team that I saw against the Texans is the team that I pegged to, uh, to make it to the Super Bowl, and for pretty evident reasons. Their defense has essentially no stars except the rookie Darius Leonard, but they all make plays. They're very physical, very dominant. Um, I hadn't seen a defensive lineman catch up to Deshaun Watson uh, scrambling before, which was uh, remarkable to see. But um, I'm riding this Colts wave. Um, I don't consider myself a Colts fan, but but I do hope Andrew Luck uh, wins the Super Bowl at some point, and I think this year could be the year, even though I do have the Saints beating them. Uh, in the Super Bowl, um, it was pretty evident that the Texans were uh, were a bit shaken up. Uh, I think they would have a better chance if they had uh, uh, Will Fuller or Kuti. I think that's how you say his name at at hundred percent because he just came off an injury. Um, the real reason, and I've said it before, but the real reason that the Texans were even in that game was Deshaun Watson. Um, I hope that the Texans continue to build around him and and get skilled players around him because they have a battle line right now, uh, aging uh, run game, uh, really good receivers when they're healthy, um, a decent defense. I mean, the thing that uh, the Texans didn't do so well against the Colts was they didn't rush the passer very well. When we get it, the Colts have like easily the best O-line or one of the best O-lines in the league. But when J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney were eliminated which they were on most plays, you could really see that the secondary, even with Honey Badger back there, uh, they could be exploited. Um, their defense probably isn't as good as it seemed before this game. I guess hindsight's always twenty twenty, but nevertheless, um, kind of what I expected. Um, Colts dominated a bit more uh, than, than I thought they would, but I did think they were going to win. Moving on to the Cowboys-Seahawks. <clears throat> So this one, um, by all means, is probably the best game of the weekend. Uh, I was worried for the Cowboys because I'd like to see them uh, going in the playoffs, but obviously they kind of have a history of choking. Um, But the Seahawks put up a good fight. Their defense looked really good. Um, The fact that they're the number one run team in the uh, NFL kind of was evident. Uh, The Cowboys played their heart out and they deserve that win towards the end when Dak had the unfortunate interception in the red zone uh Seattle got the two-point conversion all that I thought it was the end for the Cowboys but they kept fighting um and and I think that they're a scary team going forward 
Um, I'll get into my picks for next weekend's uh, NFL games, or the playoff games, I should say, um, because I don't think the Cowboys necessarily have a great chance against the Rams, but I'll get to that later. Moving on to Sunday's games. Uh, first one was Chargers versus the Ravens. So I think I had the Ravens winning this one. I wasn't sure, but I'm pretty sure I had the Ravens. Um, I thought that their run game and their defense would be a little too much for the Chargers, but by all means, the Chargers manhandled them. They, um, I mean, up until the fourth quarter, the Chargers were clear favorites in that game. Uh, Phillip Rivers looked looked very good. The Chargers defense looked outstanding throughout the I think seven or eight games that Lamar Jackson played. Um, I think I, I hadn't seen anyone contain him as much as the Chargers did. Um, Bosa and Ingram, Derwin James, Hayward, all those guys. Uh, really played well, and it, it was disappointing to see Lamar Jackson leave the field um, to Ravens fans booing, because you, you got to be real with it, because you guys wouldn't have even been in the position um, in the playoffs if he wouldn't have came in. Um, I don't care how well Joe Flacco plays later in the season, um, I, I really don't think there would be a chance for um, the Ravens to be in the playoffs if Joe Flacco was the quarterback because it changes the whole scheme of the offense. Um, I hope Lamar Jackson can bounce back. I, I believe he can. I know he's an outstanding player. Seems like a very uh, uh, confident, poised young guy. And I think that this won't hurt him as it goes forward. Um, it will be interesting to see what the Ravens kind of do in the offseason because um, he needs to work on his throwing accuracy. Uh, it was kind of evident in the Chargers game that if you don't give him the opportunity to run very often, then you can kind of exploit him by forcing him to pass. Now, I'm not one of the guys that um, thinks that he's not a natural passer. He won't succeed in the NFL. I think he has every opportunity to succeed in the NFL. He has the uh, mentality, the physical abilities. I think if he just improves a little bit on his... Uh, on his throwing accuracy, he could be a great player for the Ravens going forward. Um, moving on to the Eagles versus the Bears. Um, I don't know how uh, Nick Foles rallies his team, but whenever he seems to step on the field, everyone plays better, even if he's not playing better, even if he throws two interceptions um, when he hasn't thrown an interception in his other four playoff games. I don't understand that chemistry that he has, but it's working for the Eagles. Uh, I've made it very clear on this podcast. I'm not a huge fan of the Eagles, not a huge fan of their fan base. But with that said, they deserve that win. Um, I always thought the Eagles were going to win. I didn't think it was going to be like this. I think I thought it was going to be at least a touchdown win. Um, I think the Bears fought well, fought hard, and I think they're going to be scary as... as, uh, as the years go goes on with a young offense, um, a prime age defense, um, and I also feel bad for uh, Cody Parkey. Um, I know Bears fans were complaining, and even some booed him as he was running off the field. But I don't get that because kickers kick as well as they can when the offense fails. So wouldn't it make more sense for you to be mad at? your offense at Mitch Trubisky for not being a good thrower or for the run game to not be as good as it usually is or the O-line to not be as good as it usually is. There's so many different variables that caused Cody Parker to have to kick the field goal. 
Um, and, and it was, even though um, it missed, it was blocked. It was tipped. Um, I forget the guy's name that did it on the Eagles, but I, I don't understand that. Um, it kind of made me chuckle when it happened, but then I eventually felt bad. And he took the post-game interview um, questions like a champ. He was uh, calm, took the blame, didn't blame anyone but himself, um, apologetic. Um, it, it really felt genuine. Sometimes players can deflect the blame. It would have been easy for him to say, um, well, it was a tough, uh, tough angle. The offense didn't give me enough room to do it, blah, blah, blah. There's a ton of excuses he could have used, but he owned up to all of it. Um, I hope he can bounce back from this. I think he can. Um, but it was nice to see a, uh, a other NFC North team struggle with kicking in a crucial time because Lord knows that the Vikings have had to deal with that on uh, millions of occasions. Um, all right, moving to college football. We got Clemson versus Alabama. I am so excited to watch this game tonight. Uh, I think these are probably some of the two best Clemson-Bama teams that we've seen in a while. Um, from the national championship two years ago, I think Clemson's better at every position except quarterback and wide receiver. Um, and I think Bama is better at literally every position. So um, this game, I, I have to give the nod to Bama. Um, I saw dominance uh, with Clemson versus versus Notre Dame, but I did not see the level of dominance that Alabama had over Oklahoma. Um, I think it'll be a close game. The line is uh, 5.5 in favor to Bama, which I don't get because... There's no way this game ends more than a point difference or three points difference. Um, it's just going to be that close of a game. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, the matchup between uh, Trevor Lawrence and uh, Tua. Uh, I think that whether it's in college football or the NFL, I think we're going to see this matchup in big games for decades. Uh, <laughs> that might seem a little extreme, but... I've never seen a passer as pure as Trevor Lawrence, and I've never seen just an overall great quarterback like uh, Tua. Um, I get that Alabama doesn't always produce good quarterbacks, and there's something weird about that, but uh, just based off of his skill, skill sets, his poise, his confidence, there's no way Tua doesn't succeed uh, somewhat in the NFL. And I, I feel the same with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that guy is the same age as me, and He's already calling plays better than seniors in college do, even better than some uh, NFL quarterbacks do. So it's very remarkable to see. But overall, just based off of both teams having such great skill players, I think it'll really come down to, as they call it, the trenches, the uh, O-line versus D-line on either side. Alabama has uh, easily one of the best offensive lines in college football. Clemson has easily one of the best defensive lines in college football. And even if you switch to the other side, Clemson's O-line is great. I, he, I think uh, Trevor Lawrence got sacked once or twice in the Notre, Ga Notre Dame game. Obviously, Notre Dame doesn't have the D-line that Bama does, but nevertheless, Clemson O-line very good, uh, and Alabama's D-line outstanding. So it'll be a great game to watch. I'm super excited for it. It's, it's a classic football matchup between two powerhouses in college. Um, like I said, I'm taking Bama. Uh, by a field goal or maybe less. Um, I just think that they are slightly better. I think their coaching is slightly better. 
Moving on to other college football news. Dwayne Haskins, quarterback for Ohio State, um, junior, has now declared for the NFL draft. There was some speculation um, over the last few weeks or months whether or not he'd, uh, he'd excuse me, whether or not he'd declare for the draft, and now he officially has. Um, I'm really excited for this. I think a lot of teams are excited for this. Um, I would even expect some teams to maybe trade up and go for him. Um, but he is easily the best quarterback in the draft now. Easily will be the first one taken off the board. Um, I'd assume just based off of needs, Jacksonville Jaguars will go for him. They're going to uh, get rid of Bortles, and Cody Kessler's not their guy. So I think Dwayne Haskins could succeed in Jacksonville. I think in my mock draft I had him going to Jacksonville. So I'm excited for that. I could also see him going to uh, the Giants. Uh other teams in the top 10-ish, I, I couldn't really see. Just They already had their quarterbacks kind of set. They're probably looking for the defensive stars in this draft. Um, I think for Ohio State fans, they might be a little, um, not upset, but a little uh, sad to see him go. But, I mean, look at it like this. Uh, Dwayne Haskins had an incredible success with Urban Meyer and, and just how he organized the offense and kind of a good connection with him. But you guys had one of the top high school recruits backing him up and Tate Martell. And now Tate Martell will be able to create a good bond with, uh, I think the guy's name is Ryan Day, the guy that's stepping in for Urban Meyer as the head coach. Um, I think they'll create a great bond and um, Tate Martell will end up being just as good or even better for you guys. I think he's he's that type of player. Uh, I watched a bit of his high school tape and he was outstanding. Um, I think that Ryan Day is a great coach. He has the endorsement from Urban Meyer and the rest of the coaching staff there. So I think you guys are left in good hands with Dwayne Haskins and Urban Meyer leaving. Um, so nothing to really worry about. All right, now heading back to the NFL. Next week's playoff games, the divisional round. First game, you got Colts versus the Chiefs. Now, I get to, I said, said this last round, um, and it didn't really turn out to be true, but every single game... In, in these four games is, is kind of a toss-up. I think for the most part, each game will be within a touchdown um, either way. Um, I think that the Colts playing the Chiefs at Arrowhead will be a big upset. I think the Colts can win by a touchdown. Um, they can limit their uh, offense a little bit. I get the Chiefs' offense is number one in the league. Um, but I think their Col- the Colts' defense is very humble. They're very physical. They can uh, really g- go after Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, um, Sammy Watkins, anyone on that offense that's a star. I think that the Colts can can limit them. I don't think they can stop them. I think it'll be a fairly high-scoring game. But I think that overall the Colts can exploit the Chiefs' defense and the Chiefs' defense can slightly exploit the Colts' uh defense so it'll be interesting to see kind of what goes on in that game because like I said it's kind of a toss-up I do think that the Colts will win by field goal maybe a touchdown Um, but yeah I got my money on the Colts all right moving on to Rams versus the Cowboys Um, to me this is kind of the end of the line for the Cowboys Um, I don't care how good their offense is or their run game Um, I do think that the Rams are kind of underdogs in a sense in the playoffs because everyone's kind of um, waving them off in my mind. 
Um, they, they're getting Todd Gurley back at 100%. They have proven C.J. Anderson is a top backup, which was not to be expected at the beginning of the season. He was uh, signed at three different teams at different points this season, which was just strange to me. But the Rams have two good running backs now, uh, three good wide receivers, a uh, decent tight end, a good quarterback, great O-line, great D-line, decent linebackers, decent secondary. Um, the Cowboys have a good defense, a good offense. It'll be a closer game than that people think, but I don't think that the Cowboys are going to be able to get past the Rams in L.A. Um, I'll take the Rams by uh, five points. <clears throat> All right. Moving on to my favorite matchup of the weekend, the Chargers versus the Patriots at Foxborough. This one is going to be fun. Brady and Rivers going at it. I really love this matchup between the quarterbacks. Um, but I do think that the Chargers are going to win. Um, I think the Chargers have a chance of winning by very little. Nothing more than a uh, field goal. Um, I just think that Brady hasn't had the best season. Um, I get it's it's Patriots in Foxborough uh, in the playoffs. Like it's it's kind of a thing for them to play well in that scenario. And they're zero and seven against Philip Rivers, I think, including playoff uh, games. But I think the Chargers' defense is too good for the Patriots' offense, and I think the Patriots' defense isn't good enough for the Chargers' offense. Um, they have Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson. They have three good running backs, uh, three good wide receivers. With Hunter Henry coming back, two good, uh, two great tight ends, frankly. They have a Hall of Fame tight end and one of the better tight ends when he's healthy in the league. And the Hall of Fame quarterback, along with a very good defense, I think is just too much for the, for the Patriots to get by. So I'll take the Chargers by a couple points. Moving on to the final game, Eagles versus the Saints. Um, this one, I'm not sure about. Um, I'm putting my money on the Saints kind of reluctantly. Uh, I think the Eagles have a chance of beating them just because of the kind of uh, the spark that Nick Foles puts in that uh, team. Um, but, but it is worth noting that the Eagles lost, I think, at home to the Saints um by like 30 something a few weeks ago and I get it's not the same Eagles team they don't have Nick Foles in there they were missing some of their guys but it's New Orleans at home favored by eight points I gotta take the Saints I don't think the Eagles are that good especially the way they played against the Bears I, I just I don't see it I think New England secondary is improving um a lot more than most people are noticing Eli Apple turned out to be a good move for the Saints, which I did not expect. Um, the Saints linebackers are ferocious and smart. Their D-line is great. They have one of the best run games in the NFL. Um, Drew Brees is having one of his best seasons of all time. Michael Thomas is having a career season. Kamara and Mark Ingram are, I think, too much for that Eagles run defense to deal with, even though the Eagles do have a great run defense. Don't get me wrong, but... I just think the Saints have too many weapons on both sides of the ball to uh, to not win this one, especially at home. All right, so I'm going to start doing a uh, somewhat of a series every episode where I give you power rankings of sort. They're more about um, 
how the team will potentially play next year, how I think it'll turn out. So I'm going to go from um, first to worst, um, or sorry, worst to first, other way around. Um, I'll give you my worst five this episode, and the next five, and the next five, and the next five, until I get to um, the best team that I think will, or the team that I think will be the best next year. So let's start off with the New York Jets. So I don't think the Jets have much of an option next year. Um, I don't think they're going to be very good. Um, Now, this is a scenario where I could be wrong. The Jets get Le'Veon Bell, have a good draft, um, and get another decent player on offense um, in the free agency. I think that's all it takes, but I don't think that people or players are going to necessarily want to join uh, the Jets with a new coach coming in, um, a rookie who I don't think has proven himself completely yet. I do think you think I do think he's the guy for the Jets in the future, but he's still got a lot to prove to be a like shoe in. Um, this is a great quarterback type of player. Um, I think besides Sam Darnold, uh, Quincy Anua, and Jamal Adams, they don't really have any star players on either side of the ball. So that's why I kind of have them so low. Um, so they need to do a lot this offseason and the next few years to be to be a good team. Moving on to the uh, Miami Dolphins. Um, the reason I have them so low is I don't think, for whatever reason, I just have a feeling that their um, plan to get rid of Tannehill and... Um, and go for another quarterback, whether that's through free agency, a trade, or the draft. I just don't feel like it'll work well for them. Um, now, if they were to have Tannehill still and bring in, uh, bring in a young guy as kind of like a bridge type of thing, uh, I think it could work, maybe, but I just don't see that happening. Um, the Dolphins have a pretty bad defense. Um, their offense isn't very good. They have Kenyon Drake and... Kenny Stills, I guess, for their good players, but their star players or their better players this year, like Frank Gore, Josh Sitton, William Hayes, Daniel Kilgore, they're all like 30 plus, and they're not, some of them aren't even young 30s, so they have a pretty aging team, not a good uh, situation at quarterback, Um, it's kind of up in the air for coaches right now, so I don't see them doing very well next season. Um, number three, I'd probably have to go with the Detroit Lions. I just, Matthew Stafford, I don't think is very good for the Lions. Um, he has good games, but he has bad games too. Uh, they have a decent defense. Um, but like I said, with the Dolphins, the Lions are also aging. Their, um, offense is lacking creative players. I think that uh, like Garrett Blunt will end up leaving before the end of the offseason. Um, I do think their rookie, on Johnson, had a very good season, and if they actually use him as he is uh, meant to be used as a player, then I think they'll have some success, but I, I don't see that necessarily happening. Um, I think they should trade Matthew Stafford, get you could get a huge load of draft picks and players for Matthew Stafford um, if you trade him to the right team. Um, but I don't think they'll do that. Their defense weak. Their offense fairly weak. Um, 
I think they're going to have a pretty bad season next year, especially with the Packers um, on upward trend, Vikings still with a good roster, and Bears uh, playoff team. Um, next, I'll go with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the reason I have them so low is because Jameis Winston, I don't think, is their guy, even though they're planning on keeping him. They don't have a run relief for him. Uh, Mike Evans has been a shadow of himself for most of the year. Deshaun Jackson wants out. Um, Their tight ends are aging. Their offensive line is aging. Uh, Their defense is (laughs) aging. Um, So they have a lot of rebuilding to do. Um, And I don't think it'll all come within one season. Um, so, uh, Brian Kelly, the Notre Dame coach is actually rumored to be their coach next year and his kind of thing, he's, he's won everywhere he's been coaching. So the thing with him is he's apparently really good with, uh, personnel and dealing with players, which could be good for Jameis Winston. Cause obviously he's had the, um, bad situations off the field with, uh, groping an Uber driver and, uh, and stealing, uh, on multiple occasions. So, um, that could help out Jameis Winston, but I think that, if you have reoccurring things where you're clearly in the wrong, that's who you are. Um, and it, at that age for him, um, with the spotlight on him that much for so long, I think it would be really hard for him to change just because it's kind of set in his mentality, I feel like, that he can do pretty much whatever he wants and still maintain a job that pays him millions of dollars. Number five, um, last one for this episode, I think I would have to go with uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals, uh, they're just, to me, boring. They have no star players, really, except um, I think Joe Mixon has the potential of being a star player, but I don't think he is yet. Um, I don't think their defense is very good. A.J. Green, I guess, could be a, considered a star player, but I, I don't think he's he's going to keep improving. I think he's kind of on the downfall of his career. He had a decent season this year that was kind of plagued with injuries, but uh, the Bengals are getting a new coach that could potentially be Hugh Jackson. Um, the defense is going to lose a lot of their players, even though their players are older. Uh, Vontez Perfect will probably leave. Um, their secondary isn't very good. D-line isn't very good. Um, besides, like I said, A.J. Green and Joe Mixon, they have no weapons on the offensive side. Their offensive line isn't very good. Andy Dalton cannot be considered the future of the Bengals because that's just depressing, I think. I don't think he's a very good quarterback consistently for them. So there's just like a pile of stuff that they need to deal with next year. Um, And with the Steelers still having a good roster, with the Browns on the upswing, the Ravens on the upswing, I don't think they have a chance to beat any of those teams, even at home, next year. So the Bengals are not going to be a team to fear next year i think they're going to be in the top five worst teams all right that wraps up episode 10 of uh of most valuable take i appreciate the support that i get from from you guys uh follow me on instagram and twitter at mvt underscore pod that's mvt underscore pod um i'll continue to make episodes every monday wednesday and friday um Please reach out to me on social media if you want me to change up anything. If you have any constructive criticism, got any questions, you want me to answer on the podcast. Uh, I love hearing from you guys. Um, Appreciate the support. I'll keep it up. Thank you.